Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, yo. When I spit bars in a ring, I'm gonna go hard like Santana. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugga. I'm joined this week by two regulars. Timmy, how's it going, Timmy? All good, my brother. Good. Three good, point good. collectors. You get me? I, I like the sound of that. And we're also joined by Michael. How's it going, Michael? Clean sheet, man. Can't be too bad of a clean sheet. Yes. And we are joined by a special guest this week, Satman Baines. How are you, brother? Listen, Dan James has left the club, man. I am buzzing right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah before we get into that let me plug the social so if you're not already following give us a follow at tlf underscore mugger uh we've got our own youtube channel up we'll share the links with that when we post the pod tomorrow um and if you're not a patron already i'm not sure why not uh we had a reaction video to the ronaldo signing uh the day of uh bit of carnage in there so if you haven't checked that out already make sure you go and give that a watch that's the pin tweet on our Twitter page. Uh, Statman, feel free to share your socials as well. Yeah, just follow me on Insta, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Statman Baines and everything. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, so yeah, let's get to it. Like you said, Timmy, three points collectors. The three points collected this week were three points away at Wolves. Um, talk us through your thoughts on the performance. Tough game, man. Um, for large parts of it, we were out of the game, to be honest with you. I was pretty um, disappointed overall with the performance of um, everyone. <sighs> I'm beginning to think that whoever just plays next to Fred is cursed because we're getting poor performances from McTom next to Fred. We're getting poor performances from Matic next to Fred. We're getting poor performances from Pogba next to Fred, although he did pick up a little bit in the second half. Um I mean, Wolves is always a tough game for us, and um, especially going to um, their ground, it's always quite tough for us. But I expected with um, Sancho's first start, I expected with um, Varane's first start that, you know, there'd be a little bit of impetus, there'd be a little bit of, you know, like early, like, like what's that word where you're up for it, basically. I just thought man would be up mm. for it. It looked quite sluggish. It was very sluggish. We were under the cosh early. Adama had a field day, right? And and the thing with and the thing with Adama is he didn't actually do much wrong either. He didn't actually do much wrong with the ball. A lot of the time, Adama might run himself into a little cul-de-sac or try dribbling one too many person and then lose it. He was doing the right thing with the ball all the time. Nobody could handle him. Luke Shaw had got it off him, um, flipping. Fred got it off him. Maguire got it off like him. A, Fred was acting like a Jeff turnstile. Fred, Fred was acting like a turnstile. It was it was scary, man. Fred, Fred, <laughs> Fred was Fred was dipping it low for man at every given opportunity. So um, you know, but I was always confident because you know, as a fixture of United's game, it's just like sometimes against weaker teams, quality just shines through. Them. And 
when you've got a player with the quality of Mason Greenwood, it's just it's just inevitable sometimes. You know what I mean? He had a glimpse in the first half where it's um, just past the post, and he was making no mistake in, in in the second half with the same chance from the same from the same-ish angle. That's becoming kind of like a trademark finish for him because I feel like he's the only person in the Premier League that actually thinks he can score when he shoots from that acute of an angle. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a keeper error. He he thinks he can score, and I also think he can score too. When I watch him take the shots, and yeah, fact, fact. did that keep did that keeper get a touch on the left foot shot? So one um, that just went wide. Apparently, so it went, it went out for a goal kick. Yeah, he, went out for I goal think he got a tip. He got a tip to it. I think fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I that's mean, even better yeah. for me. That's that's way better for me. Because me and my group stocks. This guy, <laughs> he's different, man. He's he's different. And I said twenty Premier League goals before Ronaldo. Before we signed Ronaldo, we signed Ronaldo now, so it might not be twenty league goals. But in whom he's in, how do you drop him? How do you actually yeah. drop him? He's undroppable. I think they said um, I nine, think, yeah. nine goals, nine goals in the league in his last eleven games. Um, so he, he, he's right up. He's right up for it. And obviously, with the goal he scored against Southampton, if he's getting those scrappy goals as well, where he's just in the right place and he gets a foot on it, lovely because he's going to get five to ten of those. Just listen, wonder strike, cutting in right foot, left foot. Um, so once he starts adding those goals that come from his movement, which is goal against Leeds was beat his man. And then he was able to find the far corner. He's adding the, the, the full repertoire to, to, to his collection. Uh, Michael, I want to mm. come across to you. Um, Timmy obviously mentioned Fred. Um, and I mean, the less we say about Fred, the better. Um, but we had, uh, before before we started, you mentioned the, the clean sheet. Um, and yeah. I mean, when you talk about clean sheets, you talk about Varane, you talk about Wambasaka, you talk about Maguire, you talk about Shaw. Um, but it wasn't necessarily a good defensive performance. Um, how lucky were we yesterday to not lose, I guess, is my question. Oh, very lucky, man. Very, 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 very lucky. Shaky. Anytime they could just cut through our midfield. And you'll see Pogba and Fred up in the Wolves' half, and you see Adama just rubbing through. You're thinking, where is the organisation? Where's the tactics? Where's the stability? It, you just kept on seeing Maguire and Varane having to track back, track back, track back, trying to track the runner, trying to track the man with the ball. Um, you had Juan Basaka uh, in the first well, the first ten minutes. Last last, basically saved the goal. Essentially saved the goal. Um, and I think that was off. Was that off Fred's poor touch where he tried to control it and then he tried to control slash clear it? I think, and he uh, just put it right into. Was that right in Adama's path? Like literally yeah. the last person you'd want to to to, to uh, give it right to at their feet, and Adama just went steam steamrolled forward. Um, yeah, it was it was it was odd. It's painful, um, man. That, you can't have your defensive midfield. They're, they're meant to be probably one of the most calmest people on the pitch. Someone that sort of settles things down when it's getting a bit techy, when they're putting a bit of pressure on us. They're the one that you can trust their touch, you can trust their distribution, they're making the right decisions, they're covering the ground, they're in the right spot, and we're not getting that sort of coverage from Fred. And obviously it's something that we've been saying for time on this pod, it's nothing new. We we all know Ollie, he must be doing something in Carrington that we're just not privy to because Oli <laughs> persists with him religiously. I'm not sure what he's, I'm not he, sure what he's doing, doing. Some he must be doing. I'm a sure what he, I'm not sure what he's doing apart from being healthy. I'm going to come across to you, Statman, and mm. before I get your thoughts on the game, are you for Oli against Oli in the middle? Where, where do you stand with Oli? 
I think, as I always say, I praise Oli for what he's done off the pitch in terms of the rebuild job, but on the pitch, there's still so much to be desired from him. Perfect example, I always say the Europa League final, in-game management, shocking. 100 minutes to make a sub. The other day, when Donny van der Beek probably should have come on against Southampton. Like, we're just seeing the same errors over and over again. Like, say if it was his second season or his first season, I'll kind of allow him, in it. But when I'm seeing mm. the same mistakes from last year and the season before that, that's when it does get a bit frustrating at times. Cool, and especially, cool. like, you know when you're seeing, like, people like Tuchel come in six months, win the Champions League? Immediate impact. Your, like, your, your patient like, kind of runs out. Yeah, Tuchel's like the perfect example. But there was something Wenger said not too long after Arsenal got Arteta. And he's like, listen, if a new manager doesn't come in and immediately improve the team, they're not going to do it in 12 months. Like, their introduction should immediately see an improvement. And like you say, he's done some good stuff off the pitch. Um, what did you think about yesterday's game? I'll be honest, it was the same whole rubbish, isn't it? Like, from a performance point of view, like, there was nothing new that I could take away from the game. One thing I'll say, the individuals that we have on the pitch are phenomenal. Mason Green, like, we have players to bail Ole Gunnar Solskjaer when tactically he may not get it right. And we see that time and time again. But I think, like, overall, like, in the performance, I thought Rafa Varane was solid. But at the same time, it could have been a different story if that header went in from Roman size. Brilliant same for David Gea. But, but I'll be honest, like in terms of the actual performance, I kind of knew it was going to go that way because you see Wolves for the first two games, they've had 42 shots, which is the second most in the league behind Liverpool who had, who had, who've had 47. So I still expect the Wolves to kind of take the game to us and have the better chances, which it did at the end of the day. But at the same time, like it's just the same story with Wolves this season. They haven't taken the chances. They haven't they've, scored they've, a goal yet. They've, they've yeah, been they unlucky. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't scored. They've been unlucky, you can say that. They've lost every game 1-0 as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jimenez, obviously, um, rusty after a long time out. Trincao, he had a couple of really good looks. Obviously, like... He looked um, right. Yeah, obviously, that Michael mentioned, he, he had one blocked. But there was another one that he scuffed. He scuffed the shot. And if he'd had a proper connection, you you, you anticipate that going into the back of the net. But I reckon they'll they'll be fine. By the time they, they get into the swing of things, they'll probably be a solid... They'll be a solid mid-table mid team. Um... So you, you're not impressed and I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm not glad, to be fair. I would have taken you if you were or weren't impressed. But it's good to know where you like you, you shape up with, with, with us. So essentially where you are with Ollie is where, where we are with Ollie. And obviously the fan base will say, get behind the manager, you lot, duh, duh, duh. can't you see what he's done for us, etc., etc. Um, Listen, you've got the st name Statman Baines for a reason. Um, So so I want to get some stats from you and some some analysis. Um, The first thing I'm going to ask you about is Jaden Sancho. Um. If you're anybody who's on social media, you'd have seen what, personally speaking, is probably the best edited fail comp that I've ever seen in my time on Twitter. Um, talk about his performance yesterday. <laughs> and, and, and I guess talk about, for people who haven't necessarily seen him, what we should expect from Sancho once he gets up to speed. First of all, like the performance yesterday, people need to allow the guy. The guy hasn't played. A, the, that was his first start, first of all. He hasn't had a pre-season. And he's coming into a new country, a new system. Like, how do you expect Jadon Sancho to, to perform straight away? That was my answer to everyone criticising him. Secondly, like we saw the positions that's picking up. He was quite deep yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw the average positions yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was played near the halfway line, wasn't he? Yeah, he was literally level with Luke Shaw. And Jadon Sancho is a ball-to-feet type player that wants to play quick, interchangeable ball passes, one-twos and stuff. So you're limiting Jadon Sancho's game completely. So why do people expect him to have a good game? Secondly, the guy's still quite young. So he's not going to have that Jack Grealish effect where the guy can pick the ball up anywhere and take people on. He's a different sort of player. 
Yeah. So I think the criticism of Jaden Sancho yesterday was just so harsh. It's but harsh, you know but why? you know. Yeah, go on to me. Go on, go on. Now, I was going to say, right, you so... know why? It's, it's, it's 70 odd million and it's Manchester United. Like, that's, exactly. that's all we need to worry. There's not going to be any sort of nuance involved in the analysis of any of these players. Especially when they come to our club, obviously when when we've hyped them up, and obviously we hyped them up as a talented, a young talented footballer. Um, this is what this is what football fans do. This is what football fans do. Um, I'm always of the opinion you just I always back the talent. Um, we're nowhere near having to be worried in any way, shape, or form. But you know he could turn around, and by the time he comes back from internationals, he could start playing well. So they can't wait. If we got an opportunity to slander him, let's use it for as long as long as we can slander him. That's that's the game, Fair. man. And um, what were you gonna what were you gonna say to me? Nah, yeah, bro. I was literally gonna say the same thing. Rival fans are just waiting, waiting for <laughs> any any error from any player. If it's Pogba, if it's Sancho, if it's Greenwood. I mean, you saw them last season with Greenwood when when the guy was clearly going through public trials and tribulations on and off the pitch, and they were still ripping into him. You know what You're I mean? Going no. to Brighton. You know what I mean? Now everyone's talking about, oh, my stock's in Greenwood and, oh, I always knew that he was this and he was that. Man, shut up, man. Because last season, because last season when you got dropped from the England setup, when you were stinking it up from United, when, um, when you were stinking it up for United, everyone's talking to Saka's clear, Foden's clear, rare, rare, rare. Mm. Now it's free and free. Everyone all of a sudden is pulling stocks, stocks from the sky, bro. Go away. Go away. You've got no stocks. If you're not, not a United sale. fan, you have, you have zero stocks in Mason Greenwood. I don't want to hear it. He's our boy. We been knew what he would be. I remember when I was saying on another podcast a couple months ago, top five finishers at Man United have um, ever produced in the Premier League um, and top five finishers in the league. I'm absolutely right. You're I'm absolutely there, yeah? right. So, so who else have you got in your top five then? Just to give us some context. What, finishers in the league? Yeah. What finishes in the league or for United? Finishes right, so in the, in the league. league, I've got Son and Kane. Son yeah. and Kane, I got above him only. When CR seven comes, I mean, I still got Greenwood as a better finisher. But you made good points. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like so yeah. you know what I mean. Like I'll I'll, I'll put them two as free in it together. Um, for United, I've got um, Solskjaer. I've got Van Persie. I've got Van Nistelrooy. And I've got one more. Um, Rooney? Is it? No, I don't think Rooney's a better finisher than... I don't think Rooney's a better finisher. I think Rooney's the name that I had, to be fair. But do you know what? I just I don't actually think he's a better finisher than Greenwood, though. Just I'm talking about just finisher. Like one-on-one on one like, with the keeper. You one chance. Fate of the universe on the line. Who do you want taking that, taking that shot? Probably Rooney. Really? Yeah, yeah. Once he got past his like formative years, he was a cold, cold finisher, man. No, man, bro. Man. Greenwood's finishing is different, bro. Yeah, he's lower than kettle of fish, man. Yeah, but yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, I think Rooney was the other thing I had anyway, so that would be the four that I had ahead of him. And then there's like a cluster of guys that are on like the same. Like, I guess the same level-ish, but I still have Mason a bit above, like, the Andy Coles of the world. Obviously, CR7, Luis Saha, and um, guys like that. Chicharito as well. Um, mm. But, you know, bro, Greenwood, the boy is different. And the fact that he's... 
two-footed, like properly two-footed, it just works in his favour because he's letting it go from any side with any foot. You, you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know. He'll step over left or step over right. You don't know what he's doing. You don't know. And I think, Statman, you, you, you'll be able to uh, corroborate if this is true as well. What you find with a lot of the top goal scorers, your Ronaldo's, your Messi's, your Lewandowski's, they shoot a lot. They aren't sh- they aren't shot shy. They don't like take two or three. They, if they get a sight of goal, they're just letting it go. And the same way he got a goal yesterday because the keeper spilled it, they'll get like five to seven goals a season just off. You mm. shot it from a weird angle. The keeper wasn't ready, and he doesn't he doesn't save it properly. So I, I'm loving to see the confidence in him. You can see how he's developed himself physically as well. Um, and I think, yeah, like we say, the sky, the sky's the limit. I think he's put himself in a position now where he has to start. He has to start. He's going to start every single game. How, wait, like, we're saying that, yeah. How do you think he fits in when Ronaldo comes in? I think you just right, play him off the right. Just play yeah. him off the right. I think he, the thing is, I was going to say as well, Statman, is that he scores goals. But the thing that we always forget is that he's a really good footballer as well. He's very comfortable getting the ball, turning out of turning out of trouble, laying it off progressing mm. the play up the pitch and he's getting more comfortable taking guys on one-on-one I think early in the game he beat his left he beat the left back um, and he was a bit greedy he should have probably cut it back for I don't know if it was um, Bruno or if it was I'm not sure who else it might have been but he could have cut it back for I think Bruno or Cavani or somebody like that um, but he just decided to do his own thing but he's getting a lot more confident now and showing that he's not just a guy who can finish he's a guy who can actually dribble take players on one-on-one unless he gets quicker sharper stronger we're just, just going to see more of that's that. That's how he got his goal, wasn't it? You know, he the ball get played out to him. Could Varane got an assist, but it's a it's a weird assist because Varane just passed the ball to him, and then Mason did all the hard work running at the defender. Quick hey, step over hey, hey we're not taking assists away from we're not taking assists away from Varane. We only do that with Bruno. Please, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> the pass before the goal with an assist. Please. Wait, I was going to say something. You see, on Mason, yeah. Yeah, go on. You know what Ronaldo comes in? For me, you probably do need two corrects out wide with him. Because you see Bruno Fernandes' first four, let's be honest, he scored goals in it. See, so okay, I don't let's, get, and I let's, think... let's, get into, let's get into this. Because my thing is, you can't play Ronaldo and Bruno. That's my thing. I think Bruno's the one who suffers. I think they play in a very similar way where they're that guy that you get the ball. Most of the time, you're not going to get it back. They shoot a lot. They're black holes. They're not necessarily going to do the team structure stuff the best. But they get you goals and they get you assists. So you're happy to do that. You can accommodate for that. But at times, it feels like you're playing with 10 men. So you can only really accommodate for one of them sort of guys. Penalties, free kicks, goals, long shots, being greedy. You can't accommodate for two of them. So I think once Ronaldo comes in, Bruno's the guy who I see. You get a question what you're going to give us. What do you think? I hear that, yeah, but it's kind of like we know all you're going to talk to is never going to drop Bruno, in it. Not, so for me, no. to get the best out of Ronaldo, you probably do need two creators out wide, which is why I keep saying you have to play Paul Pogba on the left, five assists the first two games, speaks for himself, and Jada Sanchez just creating numbers that Bruce Dortmund were insane. So play him on the right. Because for me, yeah, remember last year when we had that front four, Cavani, Bruno, Mason and Rashford? It did not work at all. Everyone mm. wants to score in that front four, which is why I think with Ronaldo, to get the best out of Ronaldo, you need creators around it, which mm. is why I'm still like, I love Mason, yeah. Mason's before Ronaldo was my favorite player at the club. Mm. But I'll be honest, you probably do have to hold bench if Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo are going to both play together. Mason won't get dropped. But can you drop him right now? He won't drop him. He won't drop him. Can, can you, you can't. Can, can, can you drop him right now? I don't think you can. Three goals for three no. games. But I think stylistically, 
in terms of having a front four that functions, you probably would have to if you're going to stick with Bruno. Especially if Bruno's going to at times consider himself more of a second striker than an actual um, a, a, an advanced midfielder. He, he doesn't know a lot, drop a lot of, You saw a lot of that yesterday. I'm sure you, Statman, Timmy, Michael, you don't you want see, to see this. I hear that. I hear that Bruno Fernandes criticism, yeah, but I think that's more down to Oli and his coaching. Well, partly, I guess, partly, yes. Definitely, Oli's not coached him to specifically, and he lets him just have a free license to go free out there, role, do whatever, yeah. and he gets his numbers, and we get points off of the back of that, so I understand why he lets him do that. But there's also a player's responsibility. Like, your team's struggling to get the ball to the front, and you're occupying the centre-backs. And yeah, people be like, Pogba can find that pass, but I don't necessarily want Pogba to have to play a worldie every single time to get the ball into our strikers. There's an, occupa- there's an occupation of space that Bruno can give us when he drops deep, which is the midfielder has to pay attention to him, and the defender who's beyond him has to keep an eye on Bruno as well. And that's the selflessness that makes us a better functioning team. And yeah, what would what, you what do you lot think? Am I, am I being harsh on Bruno? I think that's fair. I think that yeah, he's definitely. I think there was a few steals that we shared around in the WhatsApp group where you saw sort of Pogba with the ball, and you literally just saw four attackers. Bruno's playing second striker, then you got the the wide forwards, and then it's like, as you say, you're expecting Paul Pogba to play a Hollywood ball. It's not going to happen, and you got space there. Drop in. I think that's why it works so well with Leeds because. Uh, when we played the lead, Paul Pogba played off the left, but he'll cut in, he'll drop in to the center, drop into the space that Bruno has vacated when he goes and makes a second run. And sometimes Mason would accommodate that by going wide, so that's why we really work because someone actually was occupying that middle space. But okay, interesting. Bruno... So, why did they so why did they do it against Leeds, but they didn't do it against Wolves? I don't know. I don't know why. It's, I guess he dropped Pogba back, maybe because of Tomney's injured. Clearly, he didn't want to go with Matic again after Southampton. And yeah. we all know he's got these long, this undocumented problem of Donny van der Beek. So mm. clearly, he wanted, he preferred Pogba than those two in the middle of the park because Scott McTominay was injured. I think that if Scott, because I don't know why, I don't know what Daniel James really added. So it's almost like, you, you sacrificed Pogba, the creativity that he was giving you to drop him back when you could have played another one of the midfielders there. So I think if you're going to play Bruno and Pogba's coming off the, wing, off the wing, so to speak, to occupy the centre, then it still works because you've got that person in the middle that's available. I think yesterday we don't. Daniel James runs in straight lines. Uh, he's leaving the club anyway, but he runs in straight lines. We'll get on to that. He runs in straight line. And the Jaden Sancho, obviously, as we mentioned, was sort of dropping deep and wasn't wasn't obviously didn't have the best of games, but we understand why. So yeah. I think we lost that that gap between the midfield and uh, offense wasn't really there. And then you had the midfield that wasn't even defensive anyway. So the midfield was very very sort of poor. It was, give, it was given nothing. Um, mm. That man. Um, so you 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 gave us your thoughts on how Sancho played yesterday, and obviously the patience required. What? Will we get once he gets up to speed? What sort of player? Obviously, you've mentioned he's creative, but what sort of player are we getting, and, and what areas do we want him to get the ball for him to be the maximum damage for us? I got a question for you, lot. Yeah, where do you think he's better, left or the right? Um, everything I've seen and suggests is from the left. Oh, okay. I want him right because Rashford or Pogba will probably play left. Yeah, no, I'll say you're, you're not answering. You're not answering his question. You're, yeah. you're saying what you want to... Yeah, saying, where do you think he's best at? <laughs> you said right, because Pogba and Rashford will play left. Uh, I, 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 think, think, yeah, I think right. I think, right. Left. I think he's better. I think he's a 10. 
Say that again to me. I think it's about ten. I think it's about ten. Ten. Um, I think yeah, that's where we could finally see him. I think once Bruno leaves, hopefully. But we know that's not going to happen now. So if you had to play him on the right or left, where would you play him? Where do you think he's better? Um, I I don't think there's much difference between the two, so I'd play him on the right. Okay. What do you think, Statman? I'll be you know, I'll be one of the people that have been saying I think Sancho's better to the left, isn't it? Because obviously, like you see modern day wingers, they love to cut inside and stuff, is all in it. Sancho's obviously right fit coming up, coming from the left inside. I think that's just where we see the best out of Jaden Sancho. But I do think, like, no matter where he plays, like he's creative numbers, the way he carries the ball. I think he averages ten point four three carries, progressive carries last year in the Bundesliga, which is insane. His creative numbers, we we know how good Sancho is creatively. Like we we seen certain glimpses. I think the Southampton game, I think it was that little cutback that he had. But he, I think last year his expected assist numbers was 0.30. Like you lot probably don't know. That. Give us some context. Know. Yeah, we're just nodding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta give us some context. This is the education we wanted. Fine. You see, for example, Bruno Fernandez's first season. Yeah. When he first came to the club. Yeah. Bruno Fernandez is expected to assist numbers was around 0.2. Okay. So now you can see kind of see the difference how good Sancho is creatively compared to Bruno Fernandez, mm. for example. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I think and even Sancho, I think he averaged 2.92 key passes, so nearly three chances created per 90, which is insane. And adding that to Bruno's numbers, which are over obviously over 2.5. Pogba, when he plays further forwards, his creative numbers are higher. He's a creative player, and that's what we lack. In my okay, we struggle to break down low blocks. We still, we actually still do. That's more of a coaching issue. So, you've obviously sat in the Bundesliga, and you know the differences between this league and that league. How do you see his game translating across the across the two the two leagues? I think it depends, in it. Because say if he plays on the right hand side with Wan Bissaka, I think he will struggle. Because he saw that first game against Southampton, I think it won, that when he came on against Southampton, he played a pass to Wan Bissaka, and he kind of wanted to link up with Wan Bissaka, but he oh, just wait, couldn't because yeah, Wan Bissaka yeah, yeah. ain't that guy going forward. Say if he has a Diego Dallo down the right side, then it's a different story because Diego Dallo is actually a competent footballer. Then you see a better Jaden Sancho. <laughs> I know you're laughing, but that's the truth. That's the no, harsh no, reality. I, no, I, 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 I agree with you. I see Michael. I see Michael laughing there. No, I'm so. laughing. I'm laughing. So what scenario? Are we putting him in if we're putting him on the right to play with Wamba Saka? How much is it, is that capping him? Because we were talking about it yesterday in our main pod, and we were saying that, oh, what should I say? Disu was saying he's one of our Mugga guys, he's not on today, and was saying that he's a lot more kind of pick your moments in the Bundesliga, and you'll have a lot of kind of open transition occasions where you can kind of just run. But in the Premier League, you have to force, he has to be a bit more aggressive and force the issue a lot more. Um, so, how does pairing him with Wamba Saka? impact that because teams are more than happy to not even pay attention to Wambasaka and say have the ball because we know you're not going to do anything with it and we'll we'll stay tight on that side how much more difficult does that make Sancho's job on the right you know what this kind of reminds me of you see Phil Foden in the Euros he struggled mm. massively in it when he yeah. wasn't in a pep system where he can't play those nice little one-twos with plays I think Jaden Sancho will kind of have that effect for Manchester mm. United where he might struggle and I'm not trying to write Jaden Sancho off at all yeah, but I just think at the start he might struggle a bit until we might see a Diego Dallo be given a chance, kind of thing. Mm. So is it going to be a case of unlocking Sancho then? 
See, people are going to do this unlocking Sancho, unlocking Pogba scenario thing, innit? That's what I'm Which asking. I don't want, because I... I... Bro, bro it, it, if that's true, that's fine. But let's 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 adjust ourselves and our listeners the expectation because when you come in with big money, people want you to hit it off straight away, especially when you're coming with the reputation and the numbers and the highlights we saw from Sancho. We already saw like there was a certain a certain level of attention he got when he was at Dortmund, and people be like, some say he's good, some say he's not. The minute he became a Manchester United player, even from the Euros, the scrutiny went up. The scrutiny went up. Now he's coming on for England and not playing so well. Oh boy, certain man's wingers aren't doing X, certain man's wingers aren't doing Y. So do we just have to adjust our expectations? And is it generally, jokes aside, a case of having to put him in a system to unlock him in comparison to the Bundesliga, which was a lot more open, and he played for one of the more dominant attacking sides in the league? I don't think it's necessarily system, but I think it's also about having footballer, having people on the pitch that are on his wavelength kind of thing. Okay. Because remember, for example, Dortmund, when he had that link up with Rafa Guerrero, for example, say if he yeah. has that with Dallo, players like Donny van der Beek who can play those nice one-two passes kind of. Mm. Then I think you see the best out of Jadon Sancho. I think he's more of a personal... Players, that, players that, Oli, that, that Oli don't like to lose. Well, you, you know, you know how Oli <laughs> uses the technical ballers. Like, for example, like, as much as I criticise Martial, I think Martial and Sancho could have a decent link up. My issue is Martial just doesn't look like he's at the races. He doesn't look sharp at all, doesn't look fit. Um, just looks well, how did he done when you came on? I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay when he came on. He was he was dire last week, so he could only really go up from he could only really go up from there. But yeah, he just looks sluggish, and the issues that we've had with him are the same issues you have with him. The movement is very non-existent. He's not aggressive enough. He's very happy to play. Give me a touch. Oh, let me have a touch. Like we have. Is that having a mix of players who can get their foot on the ball and make stuff happen, even in areas and scenarios where there isn't space to, and having the players who create aggressive movements, which destabilise the defence and create space for others, create space for passes. Um, Martial, I was like, Timmy will tell you, like, I was a big, I was a big Martial fan, but personally now I'm, 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 I'm over him, man. I'm, I'm done with him, really. I warned them about nine a.m. I yeah, warned them. Yeah, you was right. You was right. But he was good yesterday, though, and I and I do think if he gets if he gets minutes, if he gets some time to play, I do think he will improve this season. I, I do, just because he's just he just knows how to play football. And like Statman said, he's very good at link and play. Be it with Rashford, be it with um, Cavani or um, Bruno. So I I would expect the same thing with Asancho, and I'd expect the same thing with um, Ronaldo. Mm. He, his link-up play out of the front three is probably the best of the lot of all the attacking options we've got. And um, in games where we're on about linking up with players, you know, like creating, you know, um, um, bro, I'm so bad with these words, but whatever. Um, just like all around just creating with like, he's not a target man, but a man that can pass, move, get onto the end of things. Mm. Um, he can, he can, um, he can play left. He can play right. He can play up front as well. There's still more to come from him, and I just think with time and a little bit of confidence, he'll start showing it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. we'll Let's see. Think. He's a modern forward, as Timmy says, but you know he's 25, going to be 26 in December. You know, Jesus. last season was a stinker. Obviously, the season before that was very good in terms of goals. So if he has another poor season then it's like what, what, what do you do you've got a guy who's I mean 26. The, value, the value's plummeting already if he has another mm. season I don't know what we get from him um, another player who, who played yesterday and got their 
debut was Varane, uh, Statman. And I, I want you again to not uh, listen. Football fans will talk about Varane this, Varane that. Let's be honest, you weren't watching Real Madrid, you weren't outside. Um, so what sort of player are, are we getting? Um, and how do you see him improving the team now, now he's in it? I think yesterday was like the perfect Rafa Varane game. Literally, like people were saying, Rose were a centre back. That's basically what Rafa Varane is. I think there was so many times where Wolves were on the counter and he kind of just dealt with it without really making a tackle or interception kind of thing. Yeah. And I th- um, but I do think, you see yesterday, you see in the air when he got beaten from the corner. Yes. That might be a bit of a, like a limitation of Rafa Varane's game. Because let's be honest, he probably should have done better from the Roman side header, in my eyes. Mm. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, no, agreed. 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 Um, Do you know what? I think we were so like happy with his overall performance that we all that just we didn't even touch to on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all just decided to turn about now. But you're right, because he should be doing a lot better with that header. But you know, thank God for my guy Dave. He's back, baby. What a save. That I mean, was. is he back or did he just have a good save? Oh bro, listen, we're talking about Varan, but I just needed I just needed to give him a rating to my ball. You get me? He won us that game. Fuck it. He did. I he can't did, lie. You see what the most impressive thing for David De Gea for me was? You see when he came out? I he's lying, yeah. I, I don't see that from David De Gea. I don't associate with that with, with that from David Only De Gea. He's done that yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I'm normally like one of David De Gea's biggest critics. Like even last season, rightly I said so, I wanted to see so. Dean Henderson. Rightly so. He's giving you very little. We're not going to see that. We're not going to see that Pickford regen again, bro. My guy's got his spot back. That's a Pickford regen. Scary My guy's stuff, got his spot back, bro. Scary, scary stuff. Um, cool. Um, and um, I just want to ask you about one more player. Didn't play yesterday. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, obviously speaks for himself. Uh, his reputation, his, his numbers. Um, but just the murmurs from Juventus fans. As, as prolific as he was, he was supposedly holding back the team, and he was the reason why they weren't as successful. Um, I mean, they lost this weekend, which was nice, cute. Um. What are we getting from from this version of Ronaldo, and 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 what do the stats tell you? How how do you expect him to do in the league this season? You see, with Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, like everyone knows, this is my goal in it, and I think people have criticised this guy for the last, like, like people just think Ronaldo's finished and he's not. You can't be top scorer of a league. You can't be top scorer of the Euros if you're finished. People mm. saying this guy's all about goals here. Yeah? If we're looking at his numbers here, yeah, imagine this: last season he was first for carries into the penalty area in the Serie A. Okay. He he made he he was sixth for progressive carries, ninth for shot creating actions, ninth for carries into the final third, and tenth for plays dribble pass in the league. So this guy has more than just goals. He can still link up play. He can still take players on. Obviously not to the same effect that we were used to. Yeah. In his younger years, but this guy can still play ball. Facts. So how do you see that translate into the prem? Are we are we getting? How many? Okay, let me just put you on the spot. How many goals is he getting in the prem this season? I said golden boot. Golden boot. Golden boot. Okay. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think we'll create an, a, enough chances for him? The answer is no. You know how many touches <laughs> Edison? You know how many touches Edison Cavani had in the penalty area yesterday? Two. Zero. Wow. But bro, See, that worries me. Edison and Ronaldo are different, bro. Like, but Edison's a movement madman as well. So if nah, Edison, bro, Edison, bro, bro, Edison writes I'm the being, movement, man. I'm, I'm not being, I'm not being funny, yeah. But someone like Ronaldo, 
Like, he just demands the ball. Like, it's literally going to be give it to Ronaldo kind of thing. It's not going to be this, like, stuff that we do when Edison's playing where, you know, the winger's going to get the ball a lot or Bruno's going to get the ball a lot, bro. You know what Ronaldo starts doing? Bro, you know, man, I'm just going to give him the ball, bro. If that means Ronaldo's going to try and take on three man from 50 yards and then pack a 30-yarder into the bottom corner, he's going to do it. But you know what you're going to get with Ronaldo. There's there's not going to be no issue about his touches or anything like that because he's Ronaldo. He will come, he, bro, he will come and play. He'll do as Latan, bro. He'll come halfway line to get the ball if he needs to. I hear that, yeah, but in terms of like, you're not going to score from the halfway line, are you? So like the principle of getting the ball into I've the box seen, still I've seen, the Ronaldo, I've, I've seen Ronaldo do it from 40 plus yards. That's and I'm saying yards. he'll get about three of them this season. Well, then Porto goals, different, yeah, different Ronaldo. Hey, listen, 45 goals this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said the other day still. Um, so you, the, all the stats tell tell you that he's still a top top player, and he's got he's still got a bit in his locker aside from purely being purely being a goal scorer. Cool. Um, I, I look forward to seeing it. I want to ask you about a couple of players. Listen, we spoke before the pod, and we're in agreement that. Um, we probably won't be signing anybody um, for that number six spot before the window closes. But I did want to ask you about a couple of players that we have been linked to this summer. Uh, the first being Eduardo Camavinga. Um, what 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 player, because obviously his contract runs out in the summer, so they're really trying to get rid of him to make some money on him. Um, what sort of player are, are Manchester United potentially linked to? Do What sort of value do you see him potentially adding to the team if we were to get him in? Now or in the summer or in January? Camavinga, first of all, is not a DM. I think that's probably that the biggest misconception that we have about Camavinga. He's not a number six. Hey, ask these man what I've been telling them for time. And you know what he's like? telling me that he's a DM. Thank you, know why? you so much. You know why everyone thinks he's a DM? Because he has mad tackling numbers. Exactly. Oh, thank listen, you. listen, we're on the same wavelength. You see Angola Kante? Yeah. N'Golo Kante is not a holding midfielder. He's not. But no, his defensive no. numbers are very good. Yes. Camavinga is mm. in that same mode where his defensive numbers are very good, but he still offers a lot more going forward kind of thing in terms of his ability to drive with the ball and carry mm. the ball. Okay, that's the biggest so misconception, first of all. I'll say something to you. Cre- creative midfielder at, at Rand or Renz, whatever you want to call them, does that not potentially translate to him being able to be a deep midfielder for Manchester United. Even though he's 18, he's got a great physical profile. Like you say, he can carry the ball. He's comfortable on the ball as well. He can pass it. Not an amazing passer, but he can pass it well enough. Um, do you not potentially see that translating? Because we know at the kind of lower level clubs, once you're like a top young talent, you're probably the best player at the club anyway. So we're going to put you in a position where you can hurt teams in the final third. But how does that translate to Manchester United? If you compare him to our attacking midfielders, a Bruno, a Pogba, Surely that suggests that he probably has to play a more withdrawn midfield role if he wants to start every week, right? I hear that, but at the same time, would you trust him to play that withdrawn role with our coaching staff, trying to mould him into a new position? No. The answer is probably no. No, yeah. Or we trust in Fred right now, so it can't get much worse. So. Yeah, that, that, that's also a good point, but... That's a good point, but you, you, we're not... We're, we're not, we're not... We're, not getting, of, right we're not getting rid of Fred to put in, uh, uh, let's see how it goes. And, you know, 
we think, well, we not we think, we have a team that basically should be competing for the league. And essentially what we want this number six to do is be the finishing touches on that team. So it's not a number six to come in to be doing experiment, Ollie and them getting up to scratch. It's a number six to come in, take that spot, and be okay, we're secured now. We've got number six who's going to protect the back four, and he's also going to be able to progress the ball forward to our um our attacking midfielders. He's able to spread the ball to the left, mainly the left, because Wan Basaka is a black hole. Spread the ball to our, our, our guys who can progress it on the left hand side. Um, so in that regard, I agree. I haven't watched very much of him. Like I'll, I'll be honest, my my extent of him is kind of like, I think I saw the game against Chelsea and like highlights, compilations, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So if not him, um Ruben Neves, I think he gave us a taster. Of, of, of what we potentially could have with him yes um, yesterday. Um, but there's still like a split among the fan base. And I think fans in general, he came with a big reputation from Porto, ended up at Wolves. And obviously, you know, he, he scores the highlight goals. But how do you see him potentially fitting into that role? Is he good enough for us? And if so, how would he potentially play that role in our team? With Ruben Neves, what I'll say, because there's been reports that we want to switch to a 4-3-3, innit? With the sign yeah. of Rafa Bryant. Do I trust Ruben Neves to hold the midfield by himself with Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes? The answer straight away is no. Say, though, we're going to stick with a 4-2-3-1 and we're going to play Pogba on the left. A midfield pivot of him and Fred, for example, might actually complement each other. Fred's tenacity to win the ball back. Um, sorry, Ruben Neves is like ball-playing ability. Then I'm not mad at the signing. But overall, I'm still like, I don't think he's the guy. So, Kamavinga's not the guy. Nevers is not the guy. Who is the guy? I would say... See, I don't know. Because in my eyes, yeah, you see if we play a 4-3-3 with Bruno Fernandes and Paul Pogba as two number eight, we need a fullback stacking in. Mm. If we're following like the Pep Guardiola mode and how he played with De Bruyne and David Silva. So if we are going to have that, you probably still do need someone more like competent with the ball kind of thing. Like a Fernandinho. Mm. How many players in world football are kind of like that? Very few. Which is what I'm like. I'll be honest, I don't know who we should get. Miro. I, to be fair, I think actually he signed a new contract the other day, innit? No, uh, did he? I, we I think he did, didn't he? Who did you say to me? Um, Casemiro. Oh, uh, he ain't leaving Real Madrid, uh, did he? Yeah. Bro. He's a monster, though, but he ain't living yeah, right. I mean, yeah. bro, sometimes you just got a temp, man. You get me? You got a throw. You've done our thing, man. They're not going to give us you got, all you their got You got to dangle. You got to dangle a worm into the into the flipping, into the sea to catch the fish, right? Let me. Let us take um, Varane. Varane, yeah, yeah. Another one, surely. Wait, who would you say for the holding midfielders then? Uh, Obviously, the obvious one that people talk about, I like Basuma. Um, he seems to have a good physical profile. He's a good enough technical player. Um, it's going to be a nightmare role. He's not really be. a DM for me. Yeah, um, same. Um, again, I think, yeah, playing a bit further forward for um, Brighton is one thing. Um, a lot of the best DMs could also play central midfield. In fact, to be honest, when you talk about what you probably need from them on the ball... For the yeah, they can all play in the mid. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For, for, for the level that we are at, you need probably somebody who can play central midfield in comparison to like an Ndidi or a Lepar Schneiderlin who's really basic but protects the back line really well. So Basuma stands out. People talk about Douglas Louise. We probably would, couldn't be able to, to grab him. Um, I know he plays further forward as well, but I like Renato Sanchez's profile. I know he's injured. Um, but I just want I just want an all-rounder. And you need somebody who's going to be able to cover big amounts of space. You saw yesterday. There are going to be periods in the game where 
we actually leave our defence and it's actually... Oh, Mm. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be peak, and you need those players. Obviously, Chelsea have a Kante who's able to do that. Um, <laughs> have Casemiro, like Timmy mentioned, um, but that's the profile of player we need because essentially, when you're us, the majority of the time you're gonna be the aggressor, and at times moves are gonna break down, and your attacking players are gonna be in their final third. And who's the team that's Istanbul Bakash, however you say it? Um, that's how they got. Off. Obviously, that was off Them the back. Bar. That was off the back. Of, that was off the back of a corner, but um, we need a proper, proper all rounder, and I don't want us to get anybody who isn't. To be honest, I'd much rather we persevere with what we have and we get the right person rather than get somebody who's half of the player we want, and then by the end of the season we're we're still in the same position that we were in. But that's why I would take someone like Saul on a loan, though, because even if it's Saul on a loan, it doesn't work out. He's gone, kind of thing. What do you guys think of Saul? I was a, I really liked him a few years ago. Um, it seems like he's lost a lot of stock at Atletico Madrid. I'm not sure what's happened mm-hmm. there, um, but I really did like him a few years ago. I would have liked Partey. I know he's a bit of a he's becoming a bit of a laughing stock at Arsenal. Um, <laughs> I wonder about this Partey. He's got, great, he's got a great profile again. He's got a great profile, man. He's I like him all, but um, I haven't I haven't taken any notice of the um, Spanish league since Ronaldo left there, and that's being completely honest with you. Um, I might watch Real Madrid every now and again just because I want to see Benzema cook. You know what I mean? Um, So I haven't really seen Saul like that. Word is he was playing left-back for a while over the last season. But the Saul I remember... Sorry, I did watch him against Chelsea in the... um, um, What do you call it? In the Champions League a few seasons back. And if it's that Saul, then bring him quickly. Mm. Because... That's how I was a real, real, real big fan of, but mm. I can't act like I know what he's on now because I don't. Um, and if he's playing left back, then that means he's obviously not rated by um Simeone. at the moment to be playing left back. So I don't know, man. There, there must be something wrong because he went from someone that I saw as like a top 10 CM in the world to now playing left back. And it's like... Do you really do your top 10 CM like that? It's not even an attacking role. It's not even like you're playing him left or off the um, left or off the right. Um, because I know mm. he used to play at some in some periods, right, um, right midfield or left midfield when they were playing um 4-4-2, similar to like a Koke, um, similar to like Koke was. So I'm not really I'm not really too sure anymore. I mean, I guess on loan it can't go wrong because it's like, oh well, if it doesn't work, then he goes back home, innit? And if it does work, then we'll Thank probably buy him at a decent price because he's obviously not fancied at Atletico. I know he played mm-hmm. yesterday, um, which leads me to believe that he's not he's not going anymore. But I don't know, man. I, I still like Neves. I think he's the most close to Carrick in um, out of every midfielder that we're linked with at, mm. the, at the moment. And um, although, as Statman said, like, you're not really sure about having Neves on his own. And we didn't really see Carrick on his own much either, if we're being um, completely honest. So it would be interesting to see how um, how that plays out. But for a DM that can progress play, that is also good defensively, I, I like the look of... Um, I like the look of Neves. He's also very tenacious. He's mm. got those thread capabilities but he also knows how to play with the football, which is um, mm. something that we're missing 
Um, mm. at the moment in Shuameni, this two Shuameni at Monaco looks a real, real player, man. I've never yeah. ever paid attention, man. He I can't lie. He looks, he looks a real, real player. Um, and I know Chelsea are linked, a few teams are linked. Um, if we end up not getting him, he's gonna go somewhere else, and like two, three years, we'll be talking about one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, I think that's the potential he has. He's got the tenacity, he's got the mobility, he's comfortable with the ball at his feet, playing out of pressure, and he's got a great passing range as well. So if we could get anybody, that would be my that would be my first choice. Mm. Early twenties, uh, probably cost us thirty to forty million. It's a no brainer, really. But we know how this club does with no. Yeah, I was gonna say Oli just wouldn't fancy him, bro. Oli <laughs> yeah. would do him like Van der Beek. Right now, Van der Beek should play. Yesterday, yeah. Pogba should have been on the left. Van der Beek should have played centre mid. Daniel James should have been nowhere near the starting lineup. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you lot have seen, but Everton's trying to hijack that deal. Forty mil they've offered us. Oh but wow, for Daniel James, mate. For Daniel James, forty. British, British tax boy. What? Forty pound of the Queen's finest English. Right, they don't worry. I, I won't be there now. What? What's going on at Everton? They got Damari Gray as well. What? Bro, how are we getting thirty million for Dan James? That's already high rate, highway robbery. That's already highway robbery. Bro, Forty mil. Wow. He's, he's a. You don't like it. You don't like it. I love it. He's a good player for. A, he's a good player for a lower level Premier League team. Nah, he's let's just be honest. Nah, nah. Let's That's be honest. He don't. He, he don't start for Leeds. He's not better than Jack Harrison. He's not better than Rafinha. Oh, he's going to start for Leeds, bro. He shouldn't be. He's going to no, start for Leeds. He's not bro. better than either of those players. Exactly. Bro, he's better than Jack Harrison, man. He's not, he's not better than Jack Harrison, man. He he's better than Jack Harrison, bro. We saw yeah, my man. We saw my man the other day. He's, he's better than Jack Harrison, man. What would Dan James have done in that scenario? He ain't better than Jack Harrison, man. He can he can, he can, can play, man. He's got a lovely left foot. Mm. Um, whoever wants to buy him, though, happy for you to take him. You know I mean, take him off. Satman, what do the stats tell you about Daniel James? <laughs> that he's one of the worst players I've ever seen play play for Manchester United. I think yesterday, yeah, no lie, <laughs> yesterday against Wolves, this guy had fifty eight percent pass accuracy. I think it was Dan James. Fifty what? Eight. Fifty eight. Jeez. And everyone praises Dan James. Oh, he keeps that it simple. He's a proper old school. Oh, he's rubbish. Nasty. Especially, you see that first game, I was like, yo, we're actually kind of playing, our front four is actually kind of interchanging. Mm. And I saw Dan James got the ball and he ruined everything. Horrible. Every single time, his head gets hot. He just rushes, rushes the decision. Um, there was a time where he tried to literally run through two players yesterday. Like, not like any guile or dribbling. I'm literally just going to run into these two players and hopefully I emerge around the other side. Oh of the my God. <sighs> Don't even get me started with that. I looked at that and I thought, what the fuck is this boy doing? <laughs> He's got no other moves. He's got no other Bro, moves. Like, no man was, moves. he was a dam or something that he could just like part the Red Sea or some shit. Bro, you think he's a bit wing like Ooh, bruv. I, I just understand the fact. Yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, Ryan Giggs, uh, that's one of the top, near the top of his list of atrocities, and he, he's got many, man. Um, so the fact that we're able, listen, nobody make any comments. We're not gonna, so we're not gonna say anything else. I was stat man, I know you were, you're fixing that. Add to that, leave it. Listen, um, we'll leave it there. But <laughs> well, I was saying, do you guys think Dan James, do you think Dan James can play wing back again? Not even really, like, he's just fast, man. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not saying for United here, but I'm just saying for Leeds and stuff. 
Maybe, maybe like he's fast and that that's something. But the thing is, with the amount of ball of the ball that fullbacks get nowadays, especially at well, less so Leeds, but especially at a top side, they have to be good footballers. Like we've seen for Wambasaka, as good as he is defensively, he's a problem. He's a problem for the team because whenever we're playing and we're trying to build up, forget the right hand side, basically. Everything we do is so centered around Luke Shaw and whoever's at the left um, left wing position because we get absolutely nothing out of Juan Basaka. He can't link up, always a bit jittery on the ball. He doesn't really want the ball, can't cross, doesn't connect with his crosses. Um, it's an absolute mess. So Dan James at right wing back, I think he'd be good maybe overlapping runs, fizzing it into the near post and it getting cut out. But beyond that, I, I really don't see it. What do you think? He's still shocking. <laughs> He's still shocking. <laughs> now, but one thing I do say is, see if he does go lead, you expect Marcelo Bielsa just to get something a bit more from him. Agreed, mm. agreed. Bielsa, like, he understands players so intrinsically well um, that he'll definitely raise his game by 5-10% minimum. So we'll be interested to see what potential player he becomes. Um, let's finish up with some listeners' questions, guys. Um, I'll go to the first question from False Kalam. Um, I'm going to go around and ask you all to answer this. I know you have already, Timmy, but um, maybe people haven't listened to the Patreon episode, so we'll get on this one. Mm. Um, realistically, how do you think Ronaldo will perform? How many goals will he get this season? I'll start with you, Michael. Uh, do you want league or overall? Whatever you want, Chief. Firstly, how do you think he will perform? And secondly, how many goals will he get? Give us I mean, overall. Obviously, he's going to take the number seven shirt, but he's going to play like an old school number nine. He's going to be the fox in the box. <laughs> Um, obviously, if he's not getting the ball in the box, he's going to come and demand it. Um, I think he's just going to be goals. He's going to be taking penalties. He's going to be taking free kicks. He's going to be the man. He's going to be the man. Not, obviously, I think anyone that expects to dribble in Ronaldo, I don't think we'll see it. He may see a quick dash, but he's not going to take up the wing and try dri dribble man or dubs man like that. That's not his game anymore. Um, goals, I think Premier League minimum 20. Mm. Minimum twenty golden boot. I like that shout, stat man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he'll do it, but I think minimum twenty. If okay. he gets twenty five, it wouldn't surprise me. And obviously, if you're hitting twenty five, you're in the running. So um, I'm not. I'm not that confident in the stat man, but it wouldn't surprise me if you brought it home. Overall, I wouldn't. I think overall, all comps, you're looking at at least thirty goals. At, at least thirty. Okay, cool. I uh, come across to you, stat man. How do you expect him to perform? How many goals in the league and in all comps? I think last year he got 29 goals in the league, 23 mm. non-penalty goals. And I think... 23 non-pen? Wow. Yeah. Which is actually the most in the league, by the way. Yeah. So people always say Penaldo, rubbish. Yeah. That's, that's 23 non-pens is, 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 is very impressive, to be honest. It's so good having someone that actually knows these stats on the podcast, bro. Just dispel all of these dumb agendas, bro. Honestly. Because you see with Ronaldo, yeah, that's the guy that was just back to the death, in it? And I hate people calling him Ronaldo. Obviously, he will score penalties. That's his, that's part of his game. Yeah. But saying he's just a, a penalty merchant, rubbish. But I think mm. Ronaldo, I think... You see with Ronaldo, yeah, I think because Hugh demands so much and he will kind of change the way Oli manages, I think we will see a lot more Diego Dalot, for example. Okay. So I'm still confident he will get minimum 20 goals in the okay. league. And okay. yeah, I probably do agree with that. 20 goals in the league and 30 goals in all competitions. 30 all Champions yeah. League is his territory. Cool. Uh, Timmy, let, let the people... <laughs> Why are you laughing? 
Oh no, just you're about to make me laugh. I'm laughing in advance. God, <laughs> 45 goals. <laughs> How many in the league? Wait, wait, wait. Why is Michael laughing, bro? Am I making a joke or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> very optimistic. Um, how yeah, many in the league? That, yeah, 25 league goals. 25 league goals and 20 in all other competitions. You're gonna let me finish. Yes, man, don't let me finish. Like, I'm letting you finish, bro. All right, 25 to 35 league goals. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Brown's on mute, but he's laughing his head off right now, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I reckon he can hit 30 league goals. 30 league. With, penalties, with penalties, I reckon he can I reckon he can hit 30 league goals. So I'll go 30 league goals and um bro, Champions League. I won't be surprised if he's got eight by the knockout stages, honestly. And you know, and you know what Champions League Ronaldo's about. He could he could end up with like 13 Champions League goals. Plus FA Cup and League Cup. Remember, this boy is chasing greatness, bro. He's chasing greatness. He's not going to want to miss out on games because he's got records to achieve. So them, them third round League Cups and them fourth round League Cups, like you're going to see Ronaldo playing in them games. Like third and fourth round FA Cups against decent enough teams, you're going to see Ronaldo playing in these games because it's his chance to stat pad. Don't be surprised if Ronaldo, with penalties, comes and grabs 45 and if he gets like 41 or 42, like he did in 08, then that's still a dub for me, bro, because it's close enough. So, yeah, yeah man. I mean, it's close enough. When's the last time he scored over 40 goals? Probably like was two it, seasons it, ago, three seasons ago. He probably his last season good. Wait, yeah, you, wait, you see the Ronaldo thing that you think he's going to play every single game? I don't think he will, you know, because you see even like last year for Juventus, you saw kind of when the Champions League came about, maybe the game before or the game after, he might not play. Mm. I saw him playing there. No, but even like last year, I think he played, he only, well, I say only, he played 30, he started 31 games. So he mm. still had that bit what, of in rest league? in the league. Yeah. Did he not have an injury though? I can't remember. But even like for the last three years, we're talking yeah. 31, 33, 30, 27. Mm. So he still has that period where he might not play. A little bit. Because of obviously being mm. rested. Not, be, not even being in the squad, for example. Mm, and you know Ronaldo can kind of demand that we saw it Juventus' first game for example yeah yeah he basically said he don't want to play yeah that's true yeah cool uh, next question is from Michael Griggs Michael Griggs 26 sorry rate how much of a robbery this James sale is from 1 to 10 10 10 <laughs> yeah unanimous man full house man 10 oh man uh, oh, we're fleecing the fuck out of them, bro. I can't believe it. Yeah, we're known for our bad business. We somehow we, we look like we're gonna be getting something out of this one. Next question is from Vicinity TT. After that midfield performance, it's safe to say McFred are going to be the pivot for the season. With the rest of the players, how do you line up the front four? Can't put Pogba in pivot. Touched on it earlier, uh, Statman. You'd you'd have two creators in Sancho and Pogba, Bruno, and then Ronaldo. So I'll come to you, Timmy. How would you put together your front four if your pivot is uh, uh, McFred? Um, is it what I want or what I think Oli will do? How do you line up the front four? Okay, I line up with Sancho in the ten. Um, I've got Greenwood on the right. I've got Rashford when he's fit on the left. 
And um, I've obviously got CR7 up top. Well, Pogba dropped, yeah? I've got Pogba on the left. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Marcus, bro. Why can't I put Pogba in midfield, though, man? He explicitly says, can't put Pogba in the pivot. <sighs> All right, sorry, Marcus, man. I'm sorry, bro. But yeah, Pogba on the left, then Sancho 10, Greenwood right, and um, CR7 up top. And Michael, <laughs> that, that, that sounds like that hurt to me <laughs> to say. It did still. It, it really did. <laughs> but I can't put Rashford on the right, man. He don't. He don't cook like that off the yeah, right. No, he needs to cut in, man. He needs Rashford. Definitely needs to cut in. But um, I would have Pogba on the left, Ronaldo up top, number ten. Um, it's a difficult one. Because it's it's all about it depends what type of role Bruno plays. If he want if he is if he's gonna be a bit useful and drop in a bit more, then I'll keep him. If not, but let's go with that. Let's go with him, and then on the right, I'll put Sancho. Sancho, okay. Um, and Satman, you've already said yours. Uh, question from SG Crazy Zero Zero. Um, who's the best di- director of football in the Premier League? Is it Marina Granovskia or someone else like Edu? That's just a troll. Edu, oh, get out of here, man. It's by far Marina, man. Yeah, she don't business. By she far, business. she be getting 20 mil for players that ain't even made a Premier League debut. Yeah, I don't know how she does it, bro. But it's listen, you know, a trade, you know who deserves a shout? You know that Edwards guy from Liverpool? Michael he leaving? Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's leaving now. Yeah, but the guy got twenty five million for, for for Solanke and Brewster. That's yeah. true. Still, that ten million pound for that like, waiver guy, that that Dutch guy that plays Wolves now. Yeah, that's not a bad shout, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not a bad shout. And I think Paratici, by the time the season's mm-hmm. done, he'll he'll be like the players, the profile of players. I'm starting to see Spurs linked with. Um, they look like, yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. And it, it's sooner bets that they've gotten that out of uh, Levy's hands and they've got a football man in. I think he's going to he's gonna do well for them, potentially, if he's given the funds. Um, next one was from Idi88. After yesterday's performance, how essential is it that we sign a DM and who would we should we sign? We've answered that one. Next one um, is from Jordan Dixon, 4071. After Pogba leaves in the summer and CR7's contract runs out, should the club focus on Mason as the franchise player? Or do you see players such as Marcus and Jaden Starr being higher at this point? So this is post Ronaldo and Pogba. I I don't... Go on. Well, you guys go then. Um, I think Rashford's going to be the franchise player, full stop. Um, it's it's all been set up for that, hasn't it? He's probably he's probably the poster boy at the club now, anyway. <clears throat> especially with the whole like feed the kids thing and um you know his back on force with politicians and that like his stock is at an all-time high obviously Pogba's a more marketable player cr7 is going to be the more marketable player we know this but you know rashford from the ground up is man united it's the only club that he's known you know he's a, a with and sure boy like he's quite comfortably for me the face of the club and they will continue to push him in that direction until he's at a stage where his performances are bad enough to see him um, dropped out of the team full stop. 
and in which case then it would become Marco, um, Mason Greenwood. Mm, so we're saying Mason Greenwood won't get us a shot until he's late 20s, yeah? Bro, if they're both at United for their career, he just might not get a shot ever to be... Um, and don't you think that, club. all being well, there'll be a period where he's better than Rashford? And he's a better I think player. he will be better than Rashford, but I don't think it's... I don't think it's about being um I don't think it's about being better. Okay. It's about being the best. I mean Paul Scholes was always the best player at the club out of the class of ninety two, but Beckham was, you know, the mm. um the main man, um, so to speak. Even Ryan Giggs. It's about the profile as well, like how you are as a person. Mason yeah. No, he's not like he he don't like he's not out there enough yet. So yeah. from I see from him, I can't like you see Rashford. Whenever United lose, he's the first one to come with a think piece about why we should be doing better. Like you could tell, like he's in tune with what the fans want, and he wants the team to do well. Do you know what I mean? Not saying yeah. that um, Mason doesn't. He obviously does as well, but he's not the kind that's gonna write it's different. Um, yeah. yeah, like so. I think for the foreseeable future, it's um, gonna be um, Rashford. Okay, cool. Um, Statman, did you have a different opinion there or are you in agreement? I fully agree. I think with the Mason thing as well, yeah, you see with Mason, like the guy is actually quite a protected play as a whole, in it? Because I think before he went, you know when he went into play for England? I think that was his first like, news conference that he'd done. His dad yeah. has actually advised the club not to yeah. do news conferences. That's why he's furious at England, for example. So I think off the pitch, you don't have that arrogance... About him, kind of thing. If that makes sense. Do you think, do you think that's his youth, though? Um, do you think that's them? Just, him. Do you think that's just they have, a, football, they have a sporting background, didn't it? I think his sister's an oh. athlete. I think as well. Okay, I think his dad was a coach yeah. as well. He trained the two of them. Um, mm -hmm. I think Rashford. I'm not Rashford. Sorry, Greenwood. My understanding is he was like, yeah, he was one of them kind of. Yeah, he he, oh. he was winning awards for for his running when in in his youth. So obviously, we're looking for that to flourish and to the benefit of the team. But we'll see. I think I have to agree with you guys. Rashford got the number ten shirt. Um, he's the face of face of almost a face of football in this country. Like he's like when you ask like somebody like your mum or whatever who doesn't watch football what players they know, he's gonna be in the top two or three players that 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 they mention. Um, next question is from Pope Suizus. Uh What formation do you think we play with Ronaldo? Do you think we need to switch to a front two? Statman, give us the scoop. I don't think he will anyway. I think no matter what... <laughs> do you think that will get the best out of Ronaldo? Or do you think he's fine as a lone front man? I think he's fine, but it depends on the creative line. If he has creators around him, then I think he's fine. But I think we know anyway, Oli's too stubborn, he's too scared to switch away from a 4-2-3-1 anyway. Okay. <sighs> to our detriment. Uh, next question is from um, Jigar underscore 10. We have players that can win you a single game rather than a consistent structure over a period of time, which could be helpful for the Champions League. What are your expectations for the Champions League this season and how much does CR7 help? That's for everybody. Just get out of the group, please. <laughs> no, that's it. Please. <laughs> I think mean, we need a bit. I think we need high expectations. No, that's that's literally all I want. Just get out of the group, man. Like we started so well last season. To see where we ended up was was cramp, was heartbreaking. Especially Leipzig three 0 away from home in the first how many minutes? It's a mess. So just get out of the group. 
I, I yeah, think and we didn't we didn't even actually um touch on the group, which is which is my bad. Um this year we're in a group with Atalanta, Villarreal, our nemesis and young boys. So I mean surely we should be coming out of that group. If we're not unscathed. then you know. unscathed. We've got something Timmy, for Villarreal. Timmy's expectation of CR7's not gonna happen, man. So we need we need the I got I got some goals. I got we got we got fire for Villarreal, bro. Serious yeah, fire. We'll see, we'll see how much Emery has to say about that. Um, question for Alan underscore Lindelof. Can Bruno and Pogba play in the same team or are they direct competition? No. They, they, they play in the play. same team like they have been doing. We've seen them do that, yeah. Our, our best football's been when they play together. With them, yeah. They actually, yeah, play, they actually work really well together, funnily mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Anybody in disagreement, Michael Statman? Nah, 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 nah. Leeds, Leeds show they can link up very well. Lovely, uh, bro. Not even bro. From when we, um Pogba came back from injury post COVID, yeah. that period where we got top four, Pogba, Bruno, Marshall at the time, and Rashford with Greenwood, cash money, man. Yeah. Uh, cash money. And final questions from Zeki ninety eight. Would you guys rather go for Neves now just to have a better midfield option than McFred or wait until Jan next summer for a more solid DM option? I said I'd rather wait personally. Uh, Timmy, wait, get Neves now or wait? I'll get Neves now. Statman, get Neves now or wait? I've had enough of McFred. <laughs> get Ruben Neves, man. Uh, Michael, get Neves now uh, or wait? Uh, if it's got, yeah, I'd rather Basuma, but if it's Neves or Bus, then Neves. <laughs> you know what? What am I even thinking? You've got yeah, wait. Get him in. Yeah, get him in, was, man. One was gone in the summer as well, bro. Get him in. What am I? What am I even thinking? What, what am I waiting for, man? Never yeah, is a good true. player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get, yeah, get him in, man. I'm not At this point, we were linked to that Alu Diang guy from like Egypt or something. I'm taking that guy. I'm that desperate <laughs> for <around the> Buddha. <laughs> no, no, you, you you don't think I'm joking? I'm fully taking Alu Diang. That man, you like it? I love it, bro. Like if that's what you want to go with, I will back you. Um, Trust that, me. With that said, let, let's finish up today. Um, Timmy, Michael, always a pleasure. Blessings, Love, thank you. Statman, thanks for coming through, bro. Always welcome. My guys, this is quality. Yeah, thank you for coming through, bro. You're always welcome. We, we, we're here all week, all season, man. We appreciate it, bro. Um, lads, peace. Easy. Yo, yo. When I spit bars in a ring, man, I go hard, that's Santana. Sports Social Podcast Network.